0: It's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Back with you for another hour here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Go! With the home team. Yep, yep, yep. There's ice outside. You know, if you're in North Mississippi, you know what I'm talking about. Um... Parts of North, none of that stuff, well, I shouldn't say none. Some, but very little of that ice and snow stuff melted. And then today, it's like, oh, it's 32 degrees outside. But it feels like 24, north wind blowing. Starts getting freezing rain on top of the ice and stuff we already had. And somebody sent us a picture earlier of just like in our neighborhood, right up the road, our neighborhood, a bunch of cars all piled up. They were out trying to drive around and they get the slide and they all slid into the same place. Just, <laughs> I mean, everybody's fine because you can't go fast in there anyway, but it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And I hope for their sakes that they have their auto coverage with Farm Bureau. Because if they have a local Farm Bureau insurance agent like I do, fender bender, slide off the side of the road, you know, just immediately call your guy, text him, hey man, hey Mark. Here's the situation. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And then, boom, it's taken care of. <laughs> and so it's really a luxury when you have your insurance with Farm Bureau in times like these, for sure. All right, listen. I need your feedback. As you know, this is not a show that I, uh, I come in here and, and holler at you for two hours and tell you everything you need to know. Occasionally I do. Like, occasionally I tell you that you, too, ought to be drinking hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Here's the website. Highpointroasters.com. Order it. Shows up at your door. When the roads unfreeze. (laughs) Thaw. I'm sorry. Unfreeze is not a word. I meant thaw. Man, that's good. That's some of that campfire blend. Yeah, Make your tongue slap your hat off. All right. Uh, But but I need your feedback on this. I mean it sincerely. I understand that if you are a sports fan like we are, uh, we are unable to avoid the topic of name, image, and likeness. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. We are unable to avoid it. And just a slight little teeny tiny bit of context here. But you know that for over a year, but really over a year, but certainly for the last, uh, hold on. Six, yeah. So for the last seven to to eight months, you know, I, I've been vocal about it uh, when, when I felt like the time was right um, or when it was needed to just say, listen, d- don't let all this stuff lie to you, okay? Don't let all this stuff, like, throw things up in your face and you just start to believe the, the, the facade, let's, you know, let's just deal with it for what it is behind the scenes, I mean, you know, crit. I've said it this way, okay? The last little bit of context, and I'm going to what I need your feedback on. I have said out loud a lot. There is no point uh, in being critical of the overall idea of paying college athletes, like how, like the fact that they get money. Basically, in exchange for playing these high profile, high revenue generating sports. What's the point in arguing against that? What's the point, really? You know, in today's society, frankly, it is a little bit of a waste of time talking to somebody else or somebody else's kid about it. You know, if I had my own, which I don't have my own going through the recruiting process, as a dad, I would make it really clear. Okay, money now is fine, but you will not make decisions based on that. I know that right now, maybe forty, maybe fifty thousand, maybe even a hundred thousand, maybe even more than that. Right now, sounds like a ton of money. Okay, but if you think that's life changing, I'm just here to tell you it's not. It'd be going like that. Okay, what's life changing is getting your degree, getting your uh, post grad, getting it all paid for by a full scholarship. And then handed the keys to making a living doing what you want to do, something you enjoy doing, the rest of your life. They're, that's the real value. Whether they want to tell you that and realize that or not. Okay, fine. <laughs> All those things, I know. Call me boomer, call me old-fashioned, get off my lawn, whatever. It don't change the truth. It does not change the truth. I just told you the truth. Okay, so what's the point in arguing against, you know, they're getting they're gonna get money. They they have gotten it. Uh, against the rules under the table for years and years and years, especially at big programs, now it's above board and it's just free and open. It's just convoluted. That's NIL. And so final piece of context, I've always said, and I've been vocal about it, and people have not liked me saying it. Calling it NIL is a lie. It is an all caps, bold type lie. It ain't name. It's not image. It ain't likeness. Ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Never has. It is a loophole through which you can do what? Pay them to play. And in some cases, pay them to stay. And in other cases, pay them to come here. Period. The end. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. And still, this is the world we live in. Okay. We are sheep. Because this is the world we live in. Every major news source and every major college, you know, covering media entity is still using the term name, image, and likeness. And they'll look you right in the eye and tell you, yeah, it ain't an In fact, even after Nick Saban himself said it, in a quote, it's really not a name, image, and likeness. We know what it is. It's pay for play. They still, Some of them still say name, image, and likeness because they're sheep. Okay, Big facade, here's how intelligent and smart we all are. None of them are all that smart, period. End of story. Don't ever think, <clears throat> especially from a media perspective. Ne- listen to me, y'all. Stop what you're doing and listen. <laughs> Ron Burgundy moment right here. I need you to, to stop what you're doing and listen. I don't care where you are and what you do for a living. Do not assume that automatically these media people are smarter than you. Never assume that. Make them prove it. Use a really harsh grading scale. Okay? Okay? All right. Here we go. If you've listened to this show... You've heard my take on it. The unsustainability, what's at the crux of the unsustainability? It's the fact that there has never, ever, ever, ever been, never, ever, ever will be another business model where the money that is earned isn't the money that is used to run the business. Here we've here we got costs, operating costs and overhead and staff and everything and ins- insurance and employment, and over here is the money you make. Where does the money come from to run the business, pay for the overhead, and hire the people? It comes from the money you make. What's left over? Profit! <laughs> That's business, always has been, always will be. This is the one model we've got right now. That's not the case. This is the one model we got right now that supposedly, allegedly, the money that the sport makes is not, cannot, and will not be used for the costs. The cost to run the business will come from you. You will donate it out of your pocket. You will fund the roster. The money that the roster makes will go over here. we do that. We'll do that with other stuff. We'll do other stuff with that. Like what? Pay coaches and staff and promote the program. And frankly, yeah, but football makes so much money. Yeah, but we also have to pay for, frankly, under the current setup what? Softball, track and field, soccer, in some cases, basketball and baseball at other schools. All right, so there's the deal. Now I want to read you this. This is from Josh Pate, Late Kick Josh, host of Late Kick Live, the Late Kick podcast, national college football at CBS Sports and CBS Sports headquarters. He's got one hundred and fifty-seven thousand followers on X, Twitter, uh, and and he's he's a very popular college football like uh, media podcast. Okay, and he is the first one that I have seen that is somebody like there at that level from a media perspective. Okay, and now all we need is for ADs and coaches to start to say the same thing, but, but we're one step closer. He said this on X on Twitter last night. A decade from now, in college football's revenue-sharing era, imagine looking back knowing folks working nine-to-five jobs, were asked to buy players. I want you to think about that. He said, a decade from now in college football's revenue-sharing era, in other words, in a decade, we're going to be in a revenue-sharing model. Imagine then we're going to look back to now knowing that people who were working nine to five jobs were being asked to pay the players. Now I retweeted it was like, holy cow. He just said it. He said it. He said it out loud. There it is. So here's my question to you. You know, is what's your response to the idea? What's your response to this idea? Okay, because that's what it is—an idea. We got to see how it culminates, and you can believe him or not. I I tend to think yes, he's probably right that we're going to get into a revenue sharing era here, you know, sooner than later, and then we'll look back at this and go, man, can you can you believe what we were doing there for a few years? I kind of think that's what we'll we'll do. So my question is to this idea, to the idea that. That you're, you and I are gonna look up at some point. We're gonna look back at this and go, we were paying our coaches eight, nine, $10 million a year. You know, every athletics director in the world out here is a millionaire, you know, in, in big time college athletics. Okay, and not lots of, we got lots of millionaire coordinators offensive and defensive and otherwise okay and and certainly you've got big fundraising arms and they have, they have big budgets for lots of stuff more you know keeping the lights on and travel and everything else and i get all that but in the middle of all that the pivot the pivot is due to the opening up because of laws where you can then legally pay a kid to play for you pay him to stay, pay him on a recruiting visit for just coming and visiting. And there's nothing that this supposed governing body can do about it. And the whole thing opens up. And, and we have allowed ourselves to slip into, even if it is momentary, even if it is temporary, we've allowed ourselves to slip into a world in, I'm talking about the top level of college athletics, a billion-dollar industry, and have allowed ourselves to slip into a model where we're telling fans, you have to pay for our players? You got to pay our players? You have to fund effectively our recruiting budget? I need your donation for that. You see what I mean? What's your response to that? How do you feel about it? Are you okay with it because it's temporary? Which I could understand. I could certainly understand if somebody says to me, hey, look, yeah, I know it's unseemly, but I'm confident enough that this is all temporary anyway. Therefore, I'm I'm okay with living through it for right now. You do what you have to do until this thing changes here pretty soon. Um. I just wonder how you feel about that. All right, let me give you one more. Like, to go on, let me give you one to, to go on top of it. <laughs> now, this is, now this is your comic relief at the end of that whole sobering, whatever that was I just did, monologue. From a, an Alabama, University of Alabama message message, board fan chat board site <laughs> it is it's a website that covers Alabama okay and it's called Bama Online Bamaonline.com uh it has been posted out here on X now what a fan typed and posted on this website BamaOnline.com a Bama fan posted You should be donating 10% of your salary pre-tax to Yay Alabama, which I assume is the, and I think I know, is the Alabama Collective, raising money to buy players. The fan said, stop tithing if you need to until we dig our way out. We are in a crisis, all caps. Your church will be fine. If it's not, you can join another one. Football is religion in Alabama, and it's time to prove it. <laughs> and the crowd goes silent. Country-pleasing text line, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona says. Yeah, he says, I want no part of NIL stuff. He says, I feel dirty even talking about it in a context that ignores several hundred thousands of dollars of scholarship money to players. Um, Yeah. You know, they had some, you, you know, if you follow it closely and like you go search college football, like on, Twitter or social media or something you'll see stories pop up there's lots of reporting today about you know continuing to have meetings on Capitol Hill with lawmakers and things and they had some testimony today from some student athletes including a kid who plays football at UCLA and I'll be honest with you he's you know they they're doing they're putting their best foot forward to include some student athletes as representatives at the table in the discussions hear what they say hear what they're going through all that kind of stuff kid at UCLA seems like He's certainly a confident guy, but a lot of his answers in that stuff today, I read it and go, man, he sounds like a dumb kid half the time. Like, you know, you're going to pull him in there on Capitol Hill and make some decision based on what this kid says? I mean, he's like I was at that age, dumb. And, I, you know, when he gets to be my age, I'm sure he'll be a lot smarter than I am now. But at his age, I was just as dumb as he is. And my perspective on things was just as shallow as his is. Okay, so pull them in there, talk to them all you want to. Okay, but you want to make decisions on it, good luck with that. Jason went on to say, he said, I'm not donating money to NIL any more than I am to help pay buyouts for firing people. He says, they're getting paid how much from just TV? It's only like this because people allowed it to be. That's Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, Sven comments on the Murray West live thread. He says, what I want to see is this. If Player X gets $200,000 NIL, he has to pay for his education, at least part of it. Yeah, what, what would be the point of the school having to pay it? You know, I, I don't know. And then I wonder about the the educational model that goes along with it. You know, do they still have to make grades? I mean, stay eligible? I don't know. Uh, Jimmy commented on YouTube, he says, college football is one big GoFundMe operation. I mean, it is. I mean, really, to a degree, that's kind of like what's going on, you know? It's it's wild. He went on to say, there are reports at LSU, they lost money in every sport but football last year. Athletic department lost money. Is if you have to pay players as employees, it'll bankrupt most athletics departments. And it and it will, Jimmy, if they try to run the same way. See, that's that's where this is headed too. Like if you make you go employee model, you pay them a salary, and now you got insurance, everything else, there's taxes involved. When it becomes very complicated, they all have representation, you know. But what it does is it immediately day one, it boots track and field. They're gone. It's no longer a scholarship deal. Like You want to be a student and pay us tuition just like everybody who's getting an engineering degree and everything else, fine. You want to run track while you're here, go do it. But the last thing we're doing is funding it. Can't. Same thing for softball. (laughs) Same thing. And you go, well, Title IX, women's sports. Good point. (laughs) Good point. If it's not a scholarship, then what? And that's what they kind of are getting stuck on. Uh, Legba said, like season tickets, where you have to donate so much up front before you can buy season tickets. And the amount you donate qualifies you for certain seats. He says, that always bothered me. And he called it NIL BS. But see, that's the thing about it, Legba. You and I may feel that way, but in reality, you know, any four year university playing big time college athletics right now, they, they don't have a choice. They cannot approach NIL like it is BS. They have to kind of, that's what we're talking about. Whether it's temporary or not, this is where it is. And it's like you look at it and go, how did it get here? How'd they let it get to this point? You're asking fans for money. Stick around. It's go time. With the Matt Wyatt Show, ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Uh, let me let me read something to you here. I got an update on the weather. In North Mississippi, okay. So if you're listening live, or even if you're listening via replay here on uh, Thursday, North Mississippi is—you can't travel because, like I said, you know, we live in Tupelo, and you know, we had the the ice and snow. We've been kind of snowed in, iced in, and then they cleared a couple of roads and front wheel drive there for about a day. The sun came out, you could ease around and little bit, sled, have fun, all that kind of stuff. Well, back to about 17 degrees last night, whatever it was. Today, the high is right around the freezing mark, and then you've got freezing rain falling on top of it in a lot of places. It's wet. It got wet, froze back on top of it. So it looks the same, but guess what? It's not the same. It is much more dangerous. Like I told you, even in our own neighborhood here, there was cars piling up over there where they had been driving the previous two days. So if you are planning on traveling or if you are thinking about traveling to anywhere in North Mississippi, like Grenada Grenada County North, you really can't do it. Here's what the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency posted just a little bit ago. Despite unprecedented pre-treatment efforts and a 24-7 response by MDOT crews, solid ice and other Brief rounds of frozen precipitation have created extremely dangerous conditions on North Mississippi roads. At this time, travel is not advised from Grenada County to the Tennessee state line. The remainder of North Mississippi should use extreme caution if travel is necessary. The counties are alphabetical. Alcorn, Atala, Benton, Bolivar, Calhoun, Carroll, Chickasaw. I'm I'm out of order here. Hang on. Clay, Cahoma, DeSoto, Grenada, Itawamba, Lafayette, Lee, Lafleur, Lounge, Marshall, Monroe, Montgomery, Octibaha, Panola, Pontotoc, Prentice. Uh, There's more. Sunflower, Tallahatchie, Tate, Tippa, Tishamingo, Tunica, Union, Washington, Webster, Winston, Yellabusha. So I mean, it's like. It's it's really not even A eight, Highway 82 in North. It's really it's really almost like Natchez Trace in North is you can't you cannot travel. And if you do, you better you better be careful. You better go slow. And that's for sure. All right, uh back on the NIL thing, real quick, a couple of comments, and then I've got TV trivia for you. We might even see if I can pull Beaver into the overrated, underrated game. I don't know if it's a TV show that we, because we've never discussed it, but it is. There is one in here from the '90s, so we'll see. Jason and Flagstaff responded. He said, "It's also not going to stay at 70 over 70 teams. They'll have to whittle that down because TV networks aren't going to keep paying Vandy, who is never competitive, the same money that they do Alabama." People have no idea where this is going. See Oregon and Washington states. I agree. I agree. And, you know, um, this is, gosh, I I don't know that I've said anything like this out loud on the radio, Jason, um, because I I guess I'm not sure I 100% believe it. I think there is some likely stuff, some likeliness to some of this. But let me just say, They go to an employee model and start looking at survival and what's going to happen, Jason. Okay. Again, it's just like this latest round of stuff that got us to this point. Decision makers are never going to make decisions that take money out of their own pocket. They just don't do that. Okay. And so then it becomes a survival game. It doesn't become a, a welfare game and an investment in the future game. It kind of becomes a survival game. And I don't think that is positive for the state of Mississippi. For Mississippi State. Even for Ole Miss, maybe, to that degree. But, man, you got to be thankful that Mark Keenum is in the position he is in And I mean that with as much as I can mean it. Everybody, and I mean including Ole Miss fans, you need to be thankful that Mark Keenum is in the position he's in right now. A Mississippi native, a football guy, and a president at one of the universities who is sitting at the head of the table in any room he wants to sit in. And he wants to sit in just about all of them. And that's just the truth. Let's see. Chuck said the weather isn't done with North Mississippi. According to WTVA, the roof of Cow Creek towing in New Albany collapsed this morning. What? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you know... We don't prepare for a lot of that stuff because it doesn't happen hardly, you know, all that often. It's like buying a sled, okay? We do homemade sleds. (laughs) I ain't buying a sled. Why? Okay, it'd be like living in the desert buying a fishing rod. Okay, it'd be like living in Fulton buying a surfboard. What I need a sled for? (laughs) If we get snow and ice every now and then, I'll make a sled. (laughs) No, it's what we've done. And so we use some some real thin sheets of plywood, put some rope on it, and, son, you don't stop unless you get off that thing. It will go. So, if And if I had thought about it, I'd get a bigger one. We'd have a multi-seater. <laughs> sure enough. Okay, um, TV notes for today, and we'll have one trivia. You ready? Here we go. On this day in 1975, this show debuted on TV. Well, we're on up we're on up. To the the Jefferson. The, the Jeffersons debuted on CBS on this day back in 1975. And when I was a young kid in the 80s, I didn't realize it was that old. Didn't care. It was still funny. Fist
1: don't try in the kitchen, a beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying Sing along. just to get up. So
0: you had the Jeffersons uh, on this day three years later, 1978, the 100th episode of this show aired. Vision City in Hollywood. Good times. You need a payment, good, times good times. That's right. Uh, they were on CBS also. Dino Mike. Remember J.J. Walker? <laughs> okay, got that one. And then Beaver, hop in here and let's see about a little overrated, underrated. I don't know if you ever watched this one or not. But on this day in 1995, this day in 1995, the 100th episode of this show aired on CBS. Let's see if you recognize it. Okay, Beaver, the show was Northern Exposure. Did you ever watch it? No. Can y'all hear? It? I can't hear. Jimmy knew it. Ha! Check it out. Jimmy commented immediately with no help before I said it on the uh, Murray West live thread on YouTube. He said Northern Exposure was great. I need to go back and watch it. It seems like one of those shows that in the 90s I was not or would not have been interested, but I might be interested in it now, like I came along too late. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I That's what I'm saying. I, I need to go back and watch that. I probably would enjoy going back through and watching all the Seinfeld episodes again, you know, like we were talking earlier. Uh, now, on that note about the Jeffersons, uh, Miko commented. He says... Janet Du Bois, who played the vivacious neighbor Wilona Woods on the 1976 sitcom Good Times, and composed and sang the theme song for the other here TV comedy, The Jeffersons. How about that? So they're related. The Jeffersons debuted on CBS this day, 75. Three years later, this day, 78, Good Times hit its 100th episode. It's also on CBS. Okay, and Willona Woods is on Good Times, and she sang Moving On Up. Now, how about that? Thanks, Miko, for sending that along. I did not know. Yeah, I'm going to go back and check out Northern Exposure. Seems like I remember my mom enjoying that show a lot. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. All right. A little bit of time left with you here today on this Thursday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, stick around. You crave your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got man Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, back with you. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance. Well, here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, not only Beeve, not only myself, not only you, we now have another guest here, Half-Pike, better known as Mary Liddy Wyatt. Round of applause. Hello. Out of school. Yes. When when are you going back to school?
1: I don't know, but we haven't had school all week because of the icy roads.
0: And I saw the text message a minute ago that said that we're, what, we're... Um, we
1: don't have it tomorrow. No
0: either. school tomorrow. So like you will have missed the whole week. Did you go to school at the beginning of the week?
1: Yeah. No, not no? this week, but we did last week. It, so, last week was our first week back from Christmas break.
0: So <laughs> and then we got
1: a full week off. So it's like
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: extra Christmas break.
0: That's right. I forgot because Monday was Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. And, and then, we already
1: had that off.
0: Already had it off. And then it snowed on Tuesday. Does it sound weird? Is it too loud?
1: No, it sounds okay. That's better. That's than better, didn't it?
0: That. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what it is. What when your mama is here and she uses that headset, she talks really quietly, <laughs> and she never gets loud, and and you have a louder voice than she does. So, how would you describe the snow and the ice that we've had this week in Tupelo, where we live?
1: Well, at the beginning, I was we were um, saying that it wasn't. Real like snow, it was kind of icy, and we just decided to make the best of it. So, the last two days I've sledded a little bit, but today it's really slippery, yeah. So, I'm not gonna go out there today, I don't think because I I don't want to fall.
0: I know. Mama sent me those pictures of cars that had been sliding off the road, and yeah. Now, here's the other thing I mentioned this to people listening we don't own a real sled.
1: Oh, no, we do not, Um, because we're unprepared. Anyway, you're not really (laughs) supposed to expect snow in Mississippi, but it's fine. Anyway, we used, what did we use? Oh, he found these random, like, sheets of wood in the garage, and he drilled some holes in it and put string in it, and it was, um, it formed, like, a little loop. Right. And we made a little sled out of it. And last time it snowed. We also did not have a sled. So we um, ripped apart a pet carrier <laughs> and used the bottom of it and did the same thing. <laughs> That's
0: exa- And that was like three years ago. See, so now you know when you like look in the garage and you or somewhere else and you go like, why is Daddy keeping all this stuff? Why don't you just throw this stuff away? It's because you never know when you're going to need some junk.
1: Okay, then never tell us to clean out our car again.
0: <laughs> it is true. It's true. Like if you,
1: you're always saying y'all are so messy, but like you, 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 you've just said <laughs> it. Y'all you are messy.
0: It. Yeah, but uh, y'all are messy in like I mean like you know cheese balls in in a bag that's been in the car for a week. I'm messy like old wood. In the garage that I might need someday. Well,
1: you're committed to having a wife and a daughter, <laughs> so just deal with it.
0: <laughs> just deal with it, huh? Yeah. That's your advice? Yes. So what has been the most fun part of the snow and ice? Not
1: having to worry about having to do anything.
0: <laughs> Boy, you sure not have not had to worry about that. Nope. You've slept late. You've had breakfast every morning around 9 o'clock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you That's use unusual.
0: A, I know, because you usually have it at 6.
1: 6 o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, it's breakfast at 9. <laughs> it may be hard for you to get back into your routine of school.
1: Yeah, I'll be okay.
0: Yeah? Okay. I,
1: I don't really want to go back. I wish we had more break. <laughs> I am ready for the ice to melt down. I almost said I'm ready for the ice to snow, but that doesn't make sense. I'm no. ready for it to melt because... It was fun while it lasted, but mm. it's just so cold. It's brutally cold. Yeah. And today it's really slippery and you could fall. So, and we can't really go anywhere. because You can't go anywhere.
0: I'm thankful that like, we stocked up on groceries when we did.
1: Yeah. Even if we did try, we might like slide on the road and uh, stuff. It might so. be dangerous. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, we have a listener who lives in Germany. His name is Sven. <gasps> wow. Yeah, he's in Berlin, Germany, Sven, and uh, of course they get a lot of snow there. And he, lucky, he just come. <laughs> yeah, he co- listen to this. He commented that he was raised in the mountains, <gasps> and they would get seven to ten feet <gasps> feet of snow. What would you? That's do-
1: taller than you. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'd be like this. They'd be like this tall at least of snow. That's how tall. It is. So what? What would you do in seven feet of snow?
1: I would definitely make a snowman. <laughs> that was not a possibility. Yeah, we
0: couldn't do it um, this with
1: this ice. No. But I would definitely make a snowman. And also, you'd have to be careful sitting in a chair.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> because you'd go down. We we have a few inches of ice, and we were out in the front yard, and there was a soft part. And I sat down on the stool, and it sank right in, and I freaked. <laughs> I was like, Ah! Yeah. Because I fell backwards.
0: You know the other thing we we did do sort of a good deed uh, during all this and as we've been feeding the birds.
1: yes, we have lots of red birds actually because we got the red bird bird seed
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I so, didn't I didn't know like different types of birds liked different yeah, types of
0: and, and I'm not an expert but it's like if you go buy a bird a seed weird. there's different packages with different things and you know so we yeah get, we, and
1: we got the red bird. Um, it's seed. got a lot of
0: sunflower seeds in it. They and there like have that.
1: been so many redbirds. It's, <laughs> it's like the most redbirds that I've ever seen.
0: You know, if you think about it, Mary Liddy, you've really had an interesting winter here for your your your, 12, the, your your 12th your 12th your 12th winter. If you go back to, oh. you know, uh, if you go back to December, you had uh, you the Nutcracker in ballet. You were Clara in the Nutcracker, at Tupelo yes. ballet. Yes. You had that. And then. then Then right after that, about two weeks later, you were in Tupelo Community Theater.
1: It's Uh, a Wonderful Life. It's a
0: Wonderful Life. So
1: two performances.
0: Okay, and then about a week after that, you had Christmas.
1: Christmas, and then we visited some family.
0: And then about a week after that, and we didn't get to see Granddaddy because he got the flu.
1: Yeah. Granddaddy got
0: the flu at Christmas.
1: I don't even remember what we did after that.
0: Well, then we came home. We didn't really do anything. Well, but I'm saying then you came home. You finished up Christmas. You went back to school for one week, and then you had this. Yep. I mean, so it's, it's been. Great. <laughs> should you really? <laughs> should you really be telling everybody how much you don't want to go back to school? It's or?
1: not that I don't like school. It's what I have to do there. <laughs> I like going to school and seeing my teachers and my friends. Yeah,
0: the social and part. And getting to
1: do that, but I. I don't love some of the work.
0: <laughs> right. And I don't guess you're supposed to love
1: it. Some of the stuff is fun, though, but some of it is not. <laughs> so, all right. What's yeah. not fun?
0: No, I'm kidding. Don't say that. Don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say that on the air because this is live streaming on the internet so they could always come back and watch <laughs> it. We don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, so you're out the rest of the day today, you're out of school tomorrow. Uh, then you have the weekend. So like, how I are you wonder gonna,
1: if we'll get to go to school. Will, do you think the ice will be? Yeah. Melted. Yeah,
0: you'll go back to school next week.
1: Okay, half of our yard is melted and half of our yard oh, is not.
0: Why is that?
1: Probably because the sun is in that part of the yard.
0: But the other part's the same. It's just like right there. I, why I don't is remember. there?
1: Why is there a chair in the middle of our backyard?
0: That was out there because I would sit out there when we had Star. Oh yeah. My dog. But uh, Star, she's now with Luvier. Yes, she's that's her new home.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I'd sit out there. Yeah, that's, that's why. And then we never did put it up.
1: So yeah, I'm just looking out there. So how
0: are you going to spend your next, I guess, four days before you have to go back to school? Like, what are your goals? Goals I, in law. What are your goals? I don't know. <laughs> you don't have any goals. Just
1: whatever happens. If the roads melt, let me then guess. I want to go somewhere. Okay, so we let, can go get ice cream. <laughs>
0: ice cream. It's 15 degrees outside. We need to have something and hot, not something cold. I don't I don't care. Okay, so it's fine. So your goals.
1: We're not going to eat it outside. Sleep
0: sleep until 9. Okay. And breakfast right after. Yeah. Uh popcorn for lunch.
1: I did not <laughs> have popcorn for lunch today. <laughs> I had pepperonis. Okay. Um string cheese.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good.
1: Some chips and a fruit roll-up.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, Chuck just that, commented that's the Chuck high. just commented and said that ice cream is always appropriate. Exactly. Okay. Well. D-
1: didn't my lunch sound so professional? It, yeah. Cuisine? I don't
0: know if it did. I, I mean. You're
1: supposed to encourage me. I'm your daughter. Don't, I, di- don't discourage it's me. It's
0: better than popcorn for lunch. Let's put it that way.
1: Well, popcorn was a snack.
0: (laughs) So technically it's not a meal. No. Okay. And we might have chili for supper tonight.
1: Yay. Maybe.
0: I look forward to that. We got
1: some new chili seasoning.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think
1: it's going to be kind of spicy. So we're going to have to put a little bit in.
0: Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks for being on the radio. It's been too long. Uh, (laughs) So thanks for uh, being here. Yes. And I know that if you hadn't been out of school, you wouldn't have been here. But thanks for doing it. Yeah. You want to tell everybody see you? See you on tomorrow? Yes, I can do it. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay.
1: See ya. See ya.